Hey there, freedom-loving carnivores. It's Jeff Dornick from Freedom First Network, and I've got a message for you. Are you tired of feeling like your beef choices are under siege? Well, fellow patriots, it's time to fight back with Prepper All Naturals. That's right, folks. In a world where the beef industry is under constant attack, Prepper All Naturals is here to stand tall and proud as a veteran-owned beacon of quality, taste, and freedom. When the guys at Prepper All Natural set out to provide you with the finest beef products, they knew they had a duty to defend America's beef legacy, and that's why we're proud to partner with them, bringing you the best of what this great land has to offer. Whether it's their succulent freeze-dried beef cubes or their premium freezer boxes packed with steaks and roasts, we're redefining what it means to enjoy beef today and tomorrow. And let me tell you folks, their freeze-dried beef isn't just delicious, it's built to last. With proper stores, their beef cubes can maintain their quality and freshness for up to a decade, ensuring you'll never have to compromise on taste or nutrition. But wait, there's more. They're not just in the business of selling beef. They're in the business of defending freedom. That's why they promise to never sell you anything less than 100% all-American natural beef. No lab-grown imposters, no experimental jabs, and certainly no compromises with the woke agenda. So, fellow beef enthusiasts, join us in our mission to protect America's beef legacy. Visit freedomfirstbeef.com and use code FFM for 15% off your order. Because when you choose Prepper All Naturals, you're not just eating well today, you're eating well tomorrow. And together... We'll ensure that beef remains a symbol of freedom for generations to come. Prep for all naturals, where beef meets freedom. Sorry, that was totally wrong. <laughs> Welcome to Fourth Watch Files. It's been a little bit. We're going to do some uh, commercial time right here real quick. Our gold guy. Our gold guy. With the Biden administration taking us into hyperinflation, many are turning to gold and precious metals to protect their money and investments. Our gold guy has some of the best rates and passes the savings on to you. Plus, he sources all of his gold right here in America, and as this is an America-first company. Head on over to OurGoldGuy.com, fill out the form, let them know that Carl Cruz sent you, and Ira will help answer any questions you might have about whether investing in gold is right for you. Again, that's OurGoldGuy.com, and let Ira know that Carl Cruz sent you. Oh, yeah. And we go to Freedom First Coffee. Start your day off with a literal cup of freedom. Freedom First Coffee, that is. Our coffee is 100% organic, fire roasted in an antique Victorian era coffee roaster, bringing out the perfect flavor. Most other coffees are bitter and acidic, but this tastes exactly how you imagine coffee should taste. It tastes like freedom. Use code CARL for 10% off and sign up for auto ship for even more savings. Go to freedomfirstcoffee.com and order a bag of coffee today. Oh, yeah. Well, 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 welcome everybody. Okay, we have a very interesting show tonight. A very special guest, uh, Gary Wayne. Let me bring him on. Hold on one second. What's up, Gary? 
Doing well and uh, happy to be here on a Friday night in December to talk yeah. about some stone cold topics, I think. <laughs> Amen. Let's go to the title page. Oh, yeah. Archaeological Anomalies and the Return of the Nephilim. Okay, this is such a, this whole subject is so vast. When you try to research this, it just it's you're overwhelmed. There's just so endless, endless, endless amounts of stuff that uh, is unexplained. And it's just it's ridiculous. So um, we have some basic examples of the first things that come up when you type in that. And it would be like, for example, this. And uh, yeah, I mean, there's so many examples. We don't know the validity of some of it. Um, I mean, that looks like it was murdered on the right hand side, but I mean, we can't, we can't guarantee that it's real, but there's a lot of fakes out there too, but there's a lot of so much real stuff too. Um, this is another example of a, we don't know exactly what this is supposed to be a vampire or yeah. Okay. Um, and of course the mermaid, and there's a huge history of mermaids, uh, related to Nephilim and stuff. Um, of course the pegasus the flying horse or whatever that is so um but yeah interesting stuff uh but gary let's take it away well where do you where do you want to begin i mean i guess i i you know i guess the first thing is is that i know i asked a, a question there but the first thing that sort of enters my mind is that i find it absolutely astounding that the propaganda that we get coming out of our educational systems absolutely will not in any shape way or fashion deal with any sort of archaeological anomaly or any out of place artifact which they call uparts when that information is discovered or found it is set off aside and it is not to see the light of day because they are not interested in trying to find the truth. They have a theology, which is philosophy, which is the love of Sophia, the mother goddess, and they're going to teach a limited, what they would call allegorical interpretation where only the adepts really understand the information. So a lot of the people that are teaching history, they don't know, they're answering up the ladder. But it's just astounding that they can continue to have faith in a timeline that has more holes than Swiss cheese does. Yep. And yet they say it's the uh, delusioned conspiracy theorists that would state otherwise. And it's like, people and, and people just sort of nod their head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because none, none of that could be, even though yep. they can't explain any of the anomalies and they're absolutely yep. worldwide. So anyways, I would yes. set the table from that sort of, of pontification and then maybe we can go forward from there but i think i had to get that off my chest <laughs> oh no that, that's the template for a secret society or an occult organization only this the upper crust knows everything that's going on and all the people around uh, underneath them they just are given limited information also um there was uh, our our whole educational system has been corrupted since the 1800s early 1900s by um very rich people that put in place yeah. that all they want is worker bees they don't want people to grow they don't want people to uh uh think they want people yep. conditioned yeah, it's it's sad what happened. Yeah. Well, that's the that's the hive system. That's the uh, 
what I would call the four class system that they used to have that they would like because they just want the world for a very limited few that have a bunch of slaves and workers and people for rituals. So that's exactly right. It, it makes perfect sense from their ideology that, that that's how they want to recapture the world that they've had for most of our history. True. And they know better than we do because we're trying to be on the outside looking in. We know the Smithsonian, the Royal Society, and the Vatican has so much stored <sighs> um, treasures in terms of what our hidden history really looks like that they're not prepared to bring out. Or when they do, it'll be in a way that won't be quite the whole truth, but it'll be deceptively to work an agenda to continue to deceive us, which is sort of the whole purpose. And just as the museums around the world, in their back rooms, they've got all sorts of artifacts that they're just not permitted to take out. Um, Actually, the and, European European museums have more Nephilim-related stuff than anything in America. And yeah. uh, you, were, you were very correct about Smithsonian hiding so much stuff in their basement. And there's horrifying stuff I've heard about that the Vatican has in vast amounts. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, because neither side... It's, it's, it's not in their interest on either side to get this information out there. Right. So whether or not it's the, uh, the polytheists, they don't want you to know that the ruling class is, you know, a species that was interjected and usurped our societies and enslaved us. Right. And the Vatican doesn't want to deal with the whole ideology of these things. Um, and that I think it would, very much uh, degrade their sort of authoritarian elitist sort of position in terms of the internal doctrine that that they have and they've created such a pyramid so to speak of doctrine internal church doctrine that they can't account for that and also let this other information out so right and to a large degree, I mean, because the seminary schools seem to be have been infiltrated, whether it's within the Catholic Church with Jesuits yes. or it's with uh, Protestantism, with the Masons and other polytheists of se and secret society members, they've convinced uh, ministers that they're not to teach prehistory and they're not to teach prophecy. So. Yeah. And, People... they, and, they, and, the, and the lame excuse is, is because you can't support it and you might be wrong and then you'll lose all of your credibility. Uh, you know, my advice would be teach the whole Bible, but then again, I'm a contrarian. So <laughs> you can take medication for that. Yeah, I no, do. <laughs> no, but the thing a is, lot. People, people, people don't understand the depth. This is the rabbit hole. If this, some people call it, it goes so deep and it's been going on for thousands of years thousands of years laying the groundwork you know people i love when people you know uh, pagan people say oh well, you know before christianity i go child you can't you can't predate the creator you know i was like that's hilarious uh yeah. but yeah it's it's been there we go okay we're back it, it goes back to the father of lies okay go ahead yeah, it, it does because they have they have an agenda and yep. it, it's directly related to keeping us in the dark so they can lead humankind away from God and not 
uh, not receive our chosen destiny because we have to choose um, to choose God and to have immortality. And like the fallen angels who were given immortality and chose to rebel. Um, yeah. And so this all has to play out and God is letting it play out. Oh, yeah. But that doesn't mean we have to be like mushrooms that we can look around and we can say, how, how do what we see, how does that match up with what we're taught in the churches? And how does that match up to what the polytheists are teaching through our sec so-called secular system? Yeah. Um, which of course it isn't, it's all polytheist based. So, yeah. and unfortunately what we find in the Bible and what we find around us doesn't match up with either. So now we're kind of left on our own to start saying, how do we make sense of, for example, the misinformation that's repeated from the disinformation that is provided through secular um, organizations that so-called teach history for yep. something like the pyramids that they won't date beyond about 23 to 2400 bc which biblically would be you know after the flood um, and right. a little bit more after the flood according to secular chronology and they can't account for and they won't account for for the 52 degree slope that is on the stella of Menes, right or narma depending on which uh, narma depending on which uh, version that you're looking at it on so there's this clear picture that's dated to about 3000 bc that was famous then and had been around for a significant period before that and yet they still stay stick with the whole it was created by cheops or yeah Kufu, the narrative is the the narrative and it makes yes. no sense they may have renovated it but they did right. not have the technology to build it and any of the buildings that are built afterwards has a degradation in the the knowledge and nobody can say okay let's just assume that they did build it well how did they line that up to a celestial alignment of about yeah. ten thousand five hundred for for orion how did no they talk about that yeah how do they want to they don't want to account for all of the sacred geometry yeah. and numerology that's built in and it's got all sorts of relative dimensions to the earth it's got um sizing and positioning that yeah. is on ley lines yes. it has i mean just it sort of goes on and on and on let alone how they manage to put those blocks in place yeah in a way we can't do today in a way we probably can't even move today and make cuts and, and so and make yes yeah and where did the tools come from to do that and where's the evidence of that work site to be able to have done it in a way that they would like us to believe in fact you know this whole idea of this ramp building thing is a bigger yeah, project yeah. than actually building the pyramid and it right, just sort right. of goes on and on and on and then they was, tell us it's it's a burial chamber except none of the kings either. were buried there yeah it's absolutely <laughs> so much um, damage astounding. control so yeah. much damage control that's all they're doing is damage control just coming up with nonsense you know to make to uh explain it yeah and, and and then and then you start to learn well wait a minute there are pyramids all over the world yeah and and it's the same type of technology sometimes a slightly different design but you would you would look at it and say 
it has to come from a sort of a similar type of technology and knowledge that was shared all around the world with some of these pyramids being dated back as far as 8,000 BC, some older. And again, before people even according to secular records had the ability to write before they formed an agrarian society before it just it, the, the the nonsense the yeah. disinformation that they like to just multiply with misinformation like to use their language against them as much as i can um, <laughs> that's all they like they, to do look at the preciseness yeah. of those cuts i mean that's ridiculous yeah yeah I, I mean, I mean, I, I would they, they get away with saying, "Oh, it was the aliens," you know. That's what that oh, was their... Well, that's the other theory is is the aliens. Well, <laughs> typically they call the aliens like Anunnaki and yes. sort of like right. giant like people or god like people. They're just degrading yeah. them to a highly advanced civilization as to the actual beings that they were. And all yeah. civilizations will go back and say that their knowledge to build their knowledge to create their civilization came from the gods or came from the fallen angels right and and which which is the only way you can sort of explain intelligently explain how civilizations come out of nowhere and build things that haven't been able to been built ever since (laughs) yeah machu picchu like way up in the mountains yeah i mean it again it has you know it has masonry that's improved upon to what the pyramids have if if you know that were possible how these blocks get up to the top of a mountain there's no ramp capability (laughs) i mean the whole thing goes those you know right out of the water and again the the incas say that they did not build them Right, the gods, the gods built them, yep. and we don't know whether they're they're talking about the actual gods or um, the demigod giants. Right, uh, but Inca, Kishamaya, Aztec history is filled with giants, both before Absolutely. and after the flood. And again, that flood ideology is on all continents, all around the world. And so Machu Picchu is just is just this city in the sky that's an impossibility it just cannot exist even in today's technology and so it's certainly suggesting that there was a technology before the flood and maybe again even for a short time after the flood that we have not caught back up to uh at this point we're 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 getting there yeah we can't do what they did well there's evidence of that in a lot of the uh even in a lot of the um carvings in egypt where they show crafts floating in the air um all kinds of stuff that people would say well that's a flying object that's you know how could they have this technology and there's all these uh, legends about you know atlanta pre-atlantis uh i mean pre-flood technology that came from fallen angels Uh, there was all kinds of uh very advanced technology which trickles down into the um, the World War II with the, uh, uh, the the Nazis. They had access to fallen angel technology for some of their rockets and some of their crafts that they had. They had a spaceship, uh, the first spaceship called uh, uh, the Nazi Bell, um, yep. and it, their technology came out of that. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, and and it's the same sort of roof that's on Asian temples all throughout yes. Southeast Asia, all throughout India. Uh, right. That again was a 
representative idol of the gods as to how they could interact and where they would come through or how they would arrive, however you want to sort of look at that. And the Nazis, you know, they were created out of theosophy uh, that went rogue. Yeah, went rogue. And and then they changed it to what they call areosophy and sort of overlaid their Volkish and Grail ideology on on it. And that thanks, thanks to the, Dietrich Eckhart of the Thule Society, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and you know, Thule is that ancient Atlantis type civilization, and that's why they had this whole you know theology that they were the descendants of the Aryans, which were the giants, right? And that came from an Atlantis like island or almost like an Asgard out of the, out of the Norse mythology. And that a new year full of surprises. But one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. So when postage goes up, your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com is like your own personal post office, wherever you are. You can even take orders on the go with the mobile app. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Schedule package pickups, automatically find the cheapest and fastest shipping options, and seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. There's even a supply store where you can stock up on mailing supplies, labels, even printers. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. All you need is a computer or phone and printer. Take a chunk out of your mailing and shipping costs this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Every day... We rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. They said that they received the knowledge through their celestial masters, their right. great uh, white brotherhood, uh, yes. demons, aliens, whatever you want to call whoever right. they were talking through. And it was the adepts of this religion that were formed into the secret societies, you know, like the German Orden as, a, as another one that, that was, uh, um, so they were a Gnostic theosophic, secret society built political organization that created the Reich church in 1933 as their own uh, world religion where they did accept Jesus, but as a blonde haired, blue eyed mortal prophet, Aryan prophet. And, and, and yeah. And, and Hitler is this Fuhrer, this, you know, out of Wagner, I think it was where it comes from um, terminology uh, for a messiah type of character and so you've got an end time scenario similar to prehistory with nimrod we're again building a tower to like and all of this technology but this knowledge of the tiger tanks the knowledge of right. the jet engine the knowledge yes. of the rockets yes uh the knowledge of how to do how to do um how to create rocket fuel. warfare, yeah. the creation yeah. of rocket fuel. All of this, they said, was provided to them. 
just as we're getting this sort of knowledge provided to the people of AI and quantum right. computing Absolutely. today. Absolutely. Same thing. And so have, you have, have you the same of, thing going on. Have you heard of Reich of the Black Sun? No, I have not. Reich of the Black Sun. Uh, there was a book by Joseph Conrad, I think. It was called Reich of the Black Sun. It was all about the technology they derived from their ascended masters, oh, which okay. covered... Yep. which covered all that. Yeah. Fascinating stuff. Though, Fascinating stuff. And yeah. so, you know, and this whole, you know, back on the pyramid thing, because it's just, just got a, such a transnational sort of grip on it. I mean, you have, you know, the ancient city of Atlantis that you're referring to, that was the golden age where all of this knowledge was developed. And of course, all of the mythos that comes out of this great technology and the bloodlines as in the Aquaman movies, all is coming out of that sort of understanding of what Plato was talking about in Critias and Timaeus. And that, you know, that city as we get the shape is like uh, circles within circles. Mm -hmm. And it makes you wonder whether or not it's not trying to emulate as a royal city of the empire, the throne city, which is the wheels within wheels that is depicted in Ezekiel 1, 3, and 10, yes, right? <laughs> the Fanning, yeah, right? Yeah. It just makes you wonder. And that pyramids were a significant part of their architecture. Yes. And then you find that you have a discovery that's been around for a few years now and I think was first probably touched upon during the missile crisis of, of the Kennedy administration. But you had a couple of... Uh, I guess archaeologists, as as you know, to be use a generic term of uh, Paul um, Weinweig, if I've got that Weinswig and uh, Paula Zalicki uh, working together, and they found off of Cuba this sunken city. We don't know whether it's Atlantis. It's certainly a candidate for it. But again, you're not going to see a whole lot of science going after this. They've got pictures of it. Yes. And it's off I, the I shore just, of Cuba. Yeah. And if there's an ancient city complex, it's pre it's there's they're saying it's maybe goes back ten thousand years, so similar sort of datings, and we don't know how accurate those datings are, but they're antediluvian yeah. okay. and that it is a uh, a gigantic city. It's not small, it's absolutely huge, and there's four pyramids there that they have yeah. pictures of and sphinxes. I just lost and, that that picture of the of one of the pyramids from underneath the eye. Yeah, sorry. Oh, it's it's just absolutely uh, amazing, and it it apparently it has hieroglyphs that are almost identical to Egypt. Hello. So again, we have no record from our terrific secular geniuses as to how this could be. They have no records of Egypt communicating with them, but if you look at what Plato says North Africa and Egypt were part of the ancient 10 king Atlantean empire. So yep. wow. that would make sense, right? Absolutely. It's just as you've got parts of the Yucatan and other and, and that's sort of the northern north eastern area of South America that was part of that 10 king empire. Yep. I mean this was this was a 10 king Nephilim run because the kings are the sons of Poseidon and Clyto a human female demigod sons that are trying to create a 10 king world government just as they've all tried to do through military force. 
as opposed to I think Antichrist will probably step into that 10 king empire it'll already be there for him because that's really the only way that you're going to get it done right you know, we've got six thousand years of adamic history that says it can't be done through military force right so it's got to be sort of set up for him and but I, but i sort of digress into the atlantean mythos but it was just this this understanding that you have pyramids that show up underground or I mean underwater. And then underwater. you have all of these pyramids that have similar types of science, similar types of astronomical alignment, similar types of building that run through Central and South America that are eerily similar to all the other pyramids around. And again, no intelligent, logical, all we get is gibberish out of the secular of people as to the stories of explaining away how all of these places around the world were built by people who were basically hunters and gatherers or yeah. uh, shepherds. Hello, 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 hello. Yeah, it's damage control. It's all that nothing is uh, 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 out in the open for any explanation. They will, they, it's completely hidden. Yeah, it's completely hidden. And it's so obvious. It's all coming from a singular source, you know. Yeah. And you've got underground, uh, not underground, but underwater cities all over the world as well, right? China, China. Yeah, off of the coast of China. Um, you know, you have places like Dwarka that's just off of the coast of India that is antediluvian in nature. Um, yeah. And, you know, you've got, um, you know, places that are, you know, in Southeast Asia, like there's one place that's uh, maybe it's more closer to Hawaii, but uh, Nan Madal that basically has all of these huge uh, blocks that are built, you know, above ground on a city. But because the water levels have risen since, you know, the last ice, ice age, they keep rising. You have more of that that is underwater than is above water and again goes back to similar kind of datings yep. it's just endless and that's just on sort of the uh the pyramid sort of level and let alone there's pyramids in china and there's pyramids in russia there's pyramids in the ukraine there's pyramids everywhere apparently it's just like the tip of an iceberg you don't see what's underneath you know how how big it is how big all yeah this is. exactly Fascinating, fascinating stuff. Well, then you have stuff like all these uh, antique, or, or I mean, you know, like Petra and all these other sites that have these giant, giant buildings that could never have been built uh, by tiny little man. I mean, these giant doorways, it's all over Europe too, with yeah. giant doorways. It's just insane. I mean, well, I love Petra. I mean, it is, uh, there's the picture of it. And that's just, again, as you, as you use the analogy, the tip of the iceberg, because most of yes. the city is underground. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, and it's an antediluvian city. It's ages older than some of the renovations that the Nabataeans did. In fact, it's not, I mean, this was the city even after the flood that, that they don't like to talk about its history. It was the capital city for the Amalekites. Wow. It was this, yes, as Josephus recalled, uh, uh, accounted for it. And the Amalekites, if people aren't aware of where these people come from, yes, Amalek is the patriarch in Genesis 36. He yeah. is the offspring of Timna, which is a Horim female giant. 
uh, wow. daughter of Seir, which goes back to the Hebrew word satir, meaning goat god, hairy, right, all sorts right. of things like that, yeah. of the Mount Seir and the Horim. And Eliphaz, who is the son of Esau, a brother wow. of Jacob, right? Wow. right? And they create a hybrid race that yes. are going to live in in um, Petra with her with the royal city. But the name is patronymic. Mm. So it's named after a people, and it's not named after the Horim, which you would expect. It's named after the Amalekim, which are the the giants that were living in the same region, just not quite as numerous as what the Horim were. Wow. And that they take that name from them because they're going to be creating this new hybrid race that's going to live amongst them now. Wow. We know there's another race biblically than the Amalekites because, A, I believe the Bible is never in contradiction. Right. And we get the Amalekites, which are what I call the Amalekim. They're actually listed in the War of Giants in Genesis 14. Wow. wow. So Amalekites come along well before that. That's in the time when Abraham just moves out of Ur and into the covenant land. And you have this war of four kings against five. They're all giant kings and all giant and giant hybrid nations, which is why I call it the War of Giants. And I cover it in detail in, in my hopefully soon to be published book after I get done proofreading it off to the publishers. But Great. it's these but but they're part of these Amalekim giants. And this is yes. an antediluvian city. So they right. they're just taking over and they knew yeah. probably where it was from the knowledge that was they would have found after the flood and yeah um, this is all pre-flood this is all pre-flood yeah right? it's all pre-flood you know people when you read the old testament as a kid you know all these people being killed and destroyed by these by israelis and uh like wow why could they be so cruel but you don't understand he's wiping out the nephilim this yeah. is what god's doing he's wiping them out and uh, uh, you know that that and they literally and they've and they've occupied yes God's absolutely. land and everybody you know some people will come along and say well how do you know it's God's land well a he says he gifted it to Israel Israel so right. he, and then he says he owns everything so that's it's right. God's land yeah. that was specifically apportioned to them and for for himself and the council of the gods of the 70 nations, both before and after the flood, they're ruled over by fallen angels for a period of time. But there was a specific area that the giants after the flood squatted illegally to wait for the nation of hope to wipe them from the face of the earth. Now think about it. This is a little bit off topic, but the Amalekites that we're talking about through Esau, who loses his Messianic uh, blessing, he loses his birthright, and the other blessings that are provided because Jacob steals them, literally, right, I mean, right, right, right. deceptively or however you want to talk. It, that's how they arrive with Jacob. So if he wipes out, if his descendants wipe out Israel from the face of the earth that the Psalms talks about, that those countries vowed to do, that they would be remembered no more, right. they would inherit all of that. And they would be able to be presenting their dragon Messiah yes. to lead the world. And yes. so you have to understand that the peoples that are in that land are two varieties in a general sense. One are the 
giants that are the pure blood giants, whether it's the Raphaim, whether or not it's right. the Anakim, the Amalekim, the Emim, the Zamzuzim, the Horim, the Hivim, the Avim, and on and on and on. Zuzim, Zamzuzim, the so Dramamine. Yeah. yeah, so so many of them. And then they're the ones that they intermarried with because according to one line of thought is, is that they have a fertility issue. So when you get in the oh, Ugaritic right. text, for example, um, of the Rapayu, the Rapiam, which is the Semitic word RPM for the root word Raphaim or Rapha's giant is taken from 25 times in the Old Testament versus Nephil, Nephilim, which is only mm -hmm. three times. So these are the post-Diluvian giants. They are in the Ugaritic text doing fertility rituals for Baal and Ashtaroth to come back to produce more Raphaim because right. they have a fertility issue. And that's a sort yes. of a strong thing in polytheism. Now, biblically, we get the terrible ones, um, which are the strong ones and the terrible ones of Isaiah 25 and Ezekiel 32. And that word um, terrible ones goes back to the Hebrew word erit or the eritim, of the terrible ones, as you would put the I am male plural on it. And it means strong, mighty, you know, all sort of giant like words, but it also says childless and, mm. and fertility issues, not able to produce children in, in the wow. definition. So they needed to intermarry with right. humans to survive the race. And that's where the hybrids come from. So when you get right. the patriarchless Canaanites, the nine tribes without a patriarch, mm -hmm. Patriarch's not listed because it's a Raphaim. Wow. Right. And, uh, and and again, in my upcoming book, I'll trace those patriarchless nations back to a specific Raphaim. Wow. What about the Philistines? Well, there are, uh, uh, I cover them off in detail too, because they're just, and I do in the first book, but not as far as I go in, into the Bible and the, the etymology of the words and the meaning of the words. You know, they come from the Kalijim, which mm -hmm. is really kind of weird. So where does sort of Philistine kind of come from, right? Um, it's not a patronymic name of any sort of form. So, you know, what happens is they migrate over to uh, Egypt for the most part, and then will migrate over to Crete. And there they're going to intermarry with the Kaftarim and the Parathim or the Pelathim and wow. the Karathim. And the original giant Indo-Aryans of the Manon Santorini culture, wow. right? And they're going to create hybrids, which I think are the Philistines. These are the hybrids that come over. Right. And when they, when you have Santorini exploding, the Thera explosion in about 1550 to 1600 BC, depending on the historian that you're um, using on that. They have to leave, so they migrate into uh, Gaza, and they, you know, all, they don't wipe out the Avim, but they certainly displace them. And then they're going to set up their Philistine Pentapolis city-state and mice network of military, defensive, and offensive uh, system with five cities, which is a Pentapolis, which is a standard sort of the organizational structure of the giants and the hybrid giants and the Pentapolis city-states working together. But interestingly enough, two of those cities within that Pentapolis are Anakim cities, including Gath, 
Um, one of the cities is, uh, or two of the cities are um, <clears throat> Avim, and then one of the cities is Philistines. And then you've got those other giants that are intermixed into this sort of Philistine confederacy. Was Goliath a Philistine? Um, he no, I'd say he was. You know, he's he's described with four other brothers as giants, which goes back to Rapha. Right. Um, I think that the Aryans, which are dark-haired ones, are uh, in this case because there's blonde hair, red hair, uh, blue-eyed, red hair of of like of the Datanu or the Tuatha Dé Danann, and then you got these dark-haired ones like the Syrian kings, like Gilgamesh, as Nimrod is depicted, as many right. of the Greek giants are after the flood. They're part of that dark-haired variety, but hmm. some of the Philistines are portrayed differently than that. But we have Philistines that are kings and hybrids in the time of Abraham, so before the invasion. So you've got a couple different groups there at different yeah. times that will become sort of re reunited. But Gath is an Anakim city. Ah. So Anakim are described as Raphaim as well, just as Anakim goes back in Deuteronomy 2 to giant, which is Rapha, but a different tribe of the giants by... It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli. I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Just as the Zamzuzin are, and the Raphaim are listed as a specific tribe separate from the Anakim in Genesis 14 and Genesis 15. So we know there's different tribes of, of, of these giants. So I, you know, I originally thought, you know, when I was doing the research on my first book, I thought he might be more Avim because they seem to be a pretty dominant. But as I did more research on it, uh, I'm thinking he's more um, Anakim. But wow. you know what's interesting about that city of Gath? He's he's replaced by Akish, hmm. which is a sort of a Cretan name. So the kings were more appointed in the Philistine confederacy by the lords of the Philistines, by the right. the Sarim. Um, and so you have, I think, more of these pure blood giants that are in the background that are appointing kings. So you have a different tech, uh, a name for king um, as a king, as opposed to the lords of the Philistines or the princes of the Philistines, which goes back to wow. the same same set of words. Amazing! That's amazing. Amazing! I'm I'm staggered. The 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 layers are so thick. Uh, I can't wait for your book to come out. Yeah, it's 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 like the first book where it just doesn't 
stop coming at you with information. <laughs> so. <laughs> so great. I'm curious. I mean, this is a little off topic, but uh, okay. So the drying up of the Euphrates River. Um, the, supposedly there are some angels bound, fallen angels bound yep. in the Euphrates rivers that's going to be let loose. And literally the Euphrates River is almost completely dry right now. Uh, um, uh, I saw another thing about um, angels, uh, fallen angels being held at the bottom of the ocean. Um, There's some re biblical reference for that. Um, and at some point they would be loosed. But do you, do you know anything about that? Well, certainly the four angels in Revelation, I know we can sort of link up biblically. I've not been able to link the ones at the bottom of the oceans. Right. Sometimes people will conflate abyss. Right. It can mean okay. water yeah. or it could mean in um, in Hades, in Sheol, right. in the underworld, yeah. in the yeah. in the abyss prisons. So where I can't make sort of a definite sort of connection and that doesn't sort of link where you can say, okay, either it's slightly different, but directionally it's the same. I right. can't sort of make that. I haven't been able to make that grandiose connection about the ones <laughs> at the bottoms, but we do have the precedent that there are angels that are chained at the rivers um, that will lead up to the revelation nine war. Right. So you have those fallen angels. So you have, Angels that are in the abyss, fallen angels that are in prison. You have angels chained there and maybe elsewhere. And then you have angels that aren't in either place. They just haven't been in prison. They're still interacting with the world, right. just as you right. still have the council of the gods right. over the 70 nations. So uh, you've got several different groups of these. And Hades was classified as their heaven, hmm. right? And so... Yeah. So, I mean, as opposed to where we would think heaven would be, but in, wow. in another dimension and the abyss is in that same sort of place. So that's where the power of those demigod kings, the Nephilim and the Raphaim comes from. So when you see the world tree joining oh, yeah. heaven and earth, right? Um, as above, so below. Yeah. The power of those demigods in middle earth, right? <laughs> Um, comes from the roots of the Thelemic tree, of the Thelemic world tree, as they call it, from Hades. Yes. Because wow. they're the divine representatives as their spurious offspring with the, given the divine right to rule. And after the flood, you have the Balim providing that divine right to rule. I'm curious, after the flood, I mean, do you think a, ma a majority of the fallen angels, or not the fallen angels, but the giants were taken out for the flood, right? But there are so many stories about them hiding in the inner earth yeah. or hiding. I mean, what do you think about the hollow earth theory? Well, I, I mean, I think we know that Petra is heavily underground. We know uh, those Cappadocian cities that most people like to sort of conflate with uh, uh Gobekli Tepe, uh, different datings, uh, but the the Cappadocia ones, if I've got the name right, um, date probably to just before the flood. So you wonder about those cities and ones that are have been found in uh, Central America and Mexico and other places around the world, whether or not that was an endeavor to um, survive the flood. Because yeah. we do know giants 
show up after the flood. I like to lean towards uh, second incursion, but we get lots. We, we don't get a smoking gun verse that specifically says, right. like right. it says in Genesis 6, 4, it says it happens again. And I can make a good biblical case for the second uh, incursion. And I do. If, and if people want a doc, document on that, I'll send it to you. Absolutely. Get hold of me through the website, um, but we don't have that smoking gun verse. So they could have survived the flood, which is how they show up, or they could have been recreated, or it could have been both. And what's interesting, yeah. let's say in the Epic of Gilgamesh, for example, yeah, you have um, in there the flood story with up up uh, Pishtun and all of his family, which are two thirds God, one third human, the archetypical Anunnaki Nephilim from before the flood, they survive on the ark. It's not the Noah story. It's talking about the same event of the flood, just a, a giant survival story. But in that epic, you have Gilgamesh, who seemingly is named after a giant before the flood, because you have a Gilgamesh in the Enochian Book of Giants named Gilgamesh that is part of this sort of council of the giants who are okay. trying to resolve this, this the prophecy and the dreams of a flood coming. But Gilgamesh is, I'll just finish quickly on this, Gilgamesh is uh, born from Lugalbanda as the father, king of Uruk, just as Gilgamesh is king of Uruk after the flood, and by Nin or Nin's son, the, the fertility bull goddess. Um, so a second incursion, just as Enkidu is created in the same way to offset the evilness of Gilgamesh. So I'm open to both. That somehow they are all three. Somehow they survive, right? Maybe even somehow on the ark somehow, um, or another ark and or a second incursion. Um, but I do lean heavily towards um, second incursion. Do you think the hall, do you think God would allow a second ark? Um, I think he allows free will and free choice for a sure. period of time. So I think it's because you had he permitted fallen angels, even though it was illegal to do so, right. to create the giants. Yeah. And you to know, do all the things to lead humankind away. So why would he prevent them from giving them instructions or providing an ark or trying to save some? Yeah. I understand. There is a theories about the, um, well, first of all, uh, there's theories about an underground connection all over the world. There are supposedly yes. um, tunnels that cover the entire earth that people actually, there's trains uh, supposedly that can take you through America all over the place and all over the world. There's supposedly tunnels that were done in an underground thing. They, they can go anywhere in the world. And I mean, yeah. we don't know how much of this is real, but um, there's also um, uh, underground submarine tunnels that go under America, supposedly. And, uh, uh, you know, but the, the interconnection is so, once again, there's a whole world underground that people don't even know about, Yeah, you know. And I think that's fascinating, but... Uh, it it is, and it's 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 certainly a possibility that there's a lot going on in the yeah. earth. Um, yeah. I don't know how they get, but then they might have a technology that produces air, um, right. you know, from maybe out of the water, you know, that's yeah. there that they could yeah. pull it out. I mean, there, there would have to be a technology absolutely to to do that, and it doesn't have to be in the world of Sheol or Hades because that could be and likely is another dimension. 
right right that occupies the same space yeah, yeah. um what do you think about the uh, the tunnel that they dug nine miles deep in uh, russia and they sent down uh microphones and heard like the screams of millions of people in quote hell have you ever heard that no i haven't but um if there was screams that were coming out it wouldn't be humans it would be angels that are tortured right. in the abyss right <laughs> I, I will send you that link uh, actually yeah. uh, a, a pastor i know had it on his site uh, and yeah. whether it's real or not i mean it's been on you know coast yeah. to coast and all these different sites for a long time yeah. and i've heard it before but a pastor who is involved with demonic delivery amazing guy isaiah salvador yeah. he has a little thing on it and he played it i was like wow yeah, it's uh, he, could he be, said it could it, be no. demonic spirits making that noise for deception he said that. as well. Yeah. He exactly said that too. Um, yeah, because what we, you know, I think what we do know biblically is is that humans sleep when they die. Now right. their spirit may go back to heaven for a while, but physically we're in that sleep process. Yep. And yep. the only aversion is Abraham's bosom, which is, you know, a fable that Jesus was telling to make a point. So it's, there's, it's like the moral of the story is, is even if people were to come back, you would still do the same things that you were doing. So that's not, that's not actual history. Jesus did a lot of parables to create an allegory and a story with, 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 with the meaning. So we can't use that, but we get told over and over and over and over we sleep. And we're also, we also understand that the demons are the evil spirits or the disembodied spirits, the daemons, as the devils are called in uh, the Gospels, as opposed to Diablos for Satan, which is also translated as devil. Two different words right. going back to two different Greek words wow. um, that are the evil spirits. These are the disembodied spirits of the giants because right. they had a counterfeit spirit that wasn't permitted to sleep and wasn't permitted into heaven. Yep. And if uh, and so they were if they weren't sent to the abyss, like some of the ones in Ezekiel 32 were part of the terrible ones where they're locked in the sides of the abyss, mm -hmm. then two things are going to happen. They're going to wander the earth in a state of uh, endless uh, sleep and thirst. So they're like thirsty and they're, they need a body to right. possess, to yeah. have rest and interact in the world. Or as they teach in polytheism, they taught them these rituals of reincarnation that they call it. But it's rituals for the giants whose spirit wouldn't sleep to find their way into heaven or Hades. And if they didn't get that or if they were killed instantly with a, a beheading, they because they were part of one of the terrible ones, they would either go to the abyss prison or they would have to wander as well. So, wow. and with the Egyptians uh, and and so many of the giant ancient cultures, the worst death they could have was beheading because oh, now wow. they weren't in control control of what what their spirit could and couldn't do in 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 you know after the body was killed. Yeah, fascinating! Wow, amazing! You know, um, having been a former mortician, I was a mortician for five years when I was younger. I lived at a mortuary for five years, and I always thought. Uh, and um, uh, when people are, you know, cremated, I always said it was so pagan and it was like defying God to put me back together. You know, yeah. um, actually, my father, when he passed in 2018, he was a doctor, born again, Christian, really, really a very, very um, biblically correct uh, person. And uh, but he got cremated. And I started to think, oh, my goodness, what are you doing, dad? Yeah. And he's like. 
dude, you, God can bring back anything. It's just ridiculous to think that he can't bring me full, fully back. Yeah. That's kind of interesting. I used to tell people a story when I worked at the mortuary. I go, you never want to be cremated. People go, why? I go, have you ever seen that? And they have a little window yeah. on the outside. I said, yeah, when they shove the body in and turn yeah. on the on the flames, you know what they don't tell you? The body sits up and goes, ah, like that. It was just fake. You know, I just try to scare yeah. people. But, but I always thought it was really horrible. You know, it's yeah. like, but you know, yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Because, <laughs> and, for, and biblically, we know in Ezekiel 37 that all Israel who have died in the past will yeah. be raised in a resurrection to go under yes. the judgment. Right. Yeah. And so we also know that, um, we're going to be provided a new body. Yeah, can't wait. That'll be like the body that Jesus ascended to heaven with, which is new oh, wow. and unique because before that, humans weren't allowed in heaven. Yeah. Right? right. You need a you need a special body to do that. Yeah. Um, now your spirit may go to heaven, which you can, and probably people like let's say like Enoch or um, Elijah, uh, either they were given this new body or they're in yeah. the spirit form and will get their body sort of returned to them when they come back with whether or not for a second exodus or as the two witnesses or however they're going to suffer that first death, yeah. uh, just as Jesus did, yeah. um, you know, word made flesh to, to do so. Um, so we do know we're going to have a new body that can do what the angels can't do is take that into different dimensions. They have to go back into spirit form and an oiketarian or a dwelling place for the spirit in a spirit realm, and then recreate a physical oiketarian, which is the soul and the body in the physical world to interact in the physical world. So wow. what we're going to be giving is, is what Jesus did, and it can go in any dimension. Ah, oh, that's amazing. <laughs> hey, we'll all be 33. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. I heard yeah. That um, uh, uh, as far as uh, the before the uh, crucifixion, before uh, Jesus went to hell and took the keys from death uh, and everything, yeah. where did people go? Um, there was shell and a place of, uh, 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 I mean, I've heard, you know, things about people had to go with Abraham's bosom or something. Yeah. Um, I know you were talking about that earlier, but there was a place where they, where Jesus came down and took everyone that was there when he died on the cross yeah. and brought him to heaven. Somebody, somebody said something like that. And well, uh, we don't, we don't get that biblically. There was certainly right, right. some people that um, who would have been awakened out of their graves at the crucifixion. We're told about that. In the <laughs> I know, I that. So that, that, yeah, that's, that's a little bit it's interesting, gone. but I think that's, I think that's part of the uh, resurrection sequence. Right. So the resurrection sequence for people who don't know what I'm referring to is, as we're told in the New Testament, that Christ, the first fruits, and then when Jesus returns, those who are asleep and not martyred, because the first fruits, just as the 144,000 are first fruits, or Revelation 6, Revelation 7, those who are killed for the testimony of Jesus. But those who sleep... Right. Uh, and those still alive, he'll come back for as part of the resurrection sequence. So in the Old Testament, that's where the says, rapture with the great taking yeah, away, right? Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. In the Old Testament, it talks about people when they die, they still sleep, is what right. we're told over and over and over. They're told that they slept like their fathers and that the dead know nothing. Well, what, so what, this what, whole what, idea that there's a purgatory or purgatory right. like. Well, I don't believe in purgatory at all. Yeah. 
but there was shale or something. Else. There was that time in the Bible where that guy died and he went to like hell or something and he was begging for water from. So what is that all about? And he was asking for just a sip of water. And then he told him, oh, just please go and tell my brother not to come here. Remember that? Oh, that that's the parable of Abraham's bosom. Oh, so it was a parable. Yes. So you don't think it really happened? No. No, it was wow. a parable. And, and, and Jesus used parable stories that people could relate to, yes. whether or not they're true or not, or allegories and symbolism that he could make a point through that he didn't want to sort of go over their heads so that right right, right? and if you got it you got it yeah yeah i get it yeah. yeah so i know people use that and they're saying well yeah maybe possibly but then it's sort of like against all of this other scripture and it's right. a parable so <laughs> kind of not good. Yeah. if you're weighing it out on scales <laughs> yeah it nudges you away yeah yeah it does um, so um, what do you think about um, uh, what do you think about just curious uh, your opinion of uh, pre post and uh, pre and mid and post tribute or I mean rapture? Well, I think the first thing is 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 Christians should not use rapture in any which way or form to separate Christians. It's not a faith issue. It's, That's true. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And so we should understand it and that we could possibly, although not always permitted amongst Christians, which is unfortunate. Um, and I do consider myself Christian, um, just in case I didn't say that clear enough. Yeah. I, I'm, um, a Christ, I'm a Christ follower. I am yes. in Christ. I heard too many yeah. people say, I'm a Christian. Oh, really? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. So, um, that um, you can you can understand it differently, and, and it's not, not a faith issue. So we should not be sort of you know, separating the, you know, fellow people of, of, right. of the Christian beliefs. So like division. Yeah. Yeah. So having said that, um, my approach tends to be a little bit more contrarian than the other people. And so um, I tend to put everything around what Jesus said. I tend to try not to ever um, leave out inconvenient passages Right. And I tend to uh, not try and rationalize what Jesus said. So I put everything around what Jesus said, not vice versa, uh, mm -hmm. because he's the spirit of prophecy. He's the word of God. Right. And so when I do that and I'm not trying to twist 
scripture like a pretzel. Leave it straight as an original form. Don't turn it and bend it and shape it, reimagine it, do everything yeah. else. Just then I disagree with obviously some of the positions that are out there. What so where it leads me is is that I think it happens at the midpoint or just slightly after. 100% agree with you. I yep. think that the point's been made with pre-trib, the great falling away is supposedly is going to happen when, oh, man of Christ is here. There's no pre-trib. It must not be true. You know, yeah. like well, we're not saved. You know, there is nothing that uh, uh, also the, the fact that Satan is still accusing people in heaven right now at some yeah. level. And, and yeah. at that point, there's going to be the second kicking of him out when he falls to earth in great rage. I think that's the point of the uh, of desol abomination of desolation, where the yeah. Antichrist sets himself up in the new temple and declares that he is God. So mid-trib, I, I believe that is the point that the uh, rapture or the great taking away is going to happen. Well, um, and when you match two thousand. Two Thessalonians one through four and a bit further on, it matches up perfectly with the chronology yeah. that Jesus laid out. And so don't let people redefine what Jesus said. He put it in chronological order. It's yeah. not a topical order. He said right. and then and then and then. And right. That's the Greek word tote. So yes. it's not a inserted word, it's an actual word, and it means then at that time when yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I love it delineating a chronology and he puts his sign after the abomination which is in the middle right. and he tells you to go and match up what he's saying with the book of daniel so that right. you get the same chronology that's happening back there do not let people reinvent words like tribulation and wrath as being the separate right. thing yeah I mean, even the word wrath has a couple of different Greek words for it in the right. in the New Testament and then words that match up perfectly in Hebrew in the Old Testament. But tribulation is a word that is completely different. And Christians will go through tribulation. Don't yeah. conflate the two. The wrath of God and those words, two words that it goes back to in Greek, I won't bore people with with all of the different words that are in greek they are used interchangeably as the same sort of meaning and those are the wrath goals that are pour, poured out in revelation 16 after the great commission of the two witnesses after the right. 144,000, after the gospel has been preached yeah. and after babylon has been destroyed and so that's why you're told to come out of babylon and that tribulation is the Greek word Philippis, and it's used and translated inappropriately, I would think, or inaccurately, because that word tribulation also means affliction or trouble. So that when you get the tribulation uh, in, in, in the book of uh, Matthew, uh, you have tribulation in the second half, but you also have affliction in the first half. Right, of course. And, and and then where it uses where Matthew uses tribulation after the flood for the great tribulation, which is different than the tribulation of the saints. Right. Two different right. tribulations. Yeah. Um, you go to the book of Mark, they translate, and again, all the same word Philippians, where Matthew says tribulation, Mark says affliction. Hmm. So it's the same word. And Amazing. so we have to understand that in the first three and a half years before the abomination, there's going to be tribulation of the saints. Those are the Absolutely. ones that those in Revelation 6 
who have been martyred or part of the first fruits resurrection are told to wait for those to come out of the tribulation of the saints, which happens in the first three and a half years. And we're also okay, told no. there's, so that's separate from, just let me finish, just let me sure. uh, finish and then I'll let you in. I know I'm going on on a long rant. No, again, go but, for it, go for it. Uh, the wrath of God is the year of the Lord's wrath. That's the last year of the last seven. <laughs> so you can't take that and backdate that into right. before the start of the first seven years and yes. say wrath and tribulation are the same words. And exactly. what, what you find is, is when other positions are trying to make their case, they get themselves into a, a position where they're going to leave out the inconvenient passages or they're going to reimagine those into a different meaning. I'm not saying they're being evil. I understand the belief. I hope for a pre-trib. Me too. I, exactly right. My, my but mom I can't taught, make it go scripturally. Absolutely. My, my mom taught Bible study for 65 years, and she wanted to be pre-trib, but she goes, you know, I'm pan-trib. I go, pan-trib? What's that? She goes, however it pans out, I don't care. <laughs> so that was yeah, cool. Just be ready. But, That's the key. The Jewish calendar points to pre-trib or to mid-trib i mean the the jewish calendar the jewish festivals all point to mid-trib um yeah, yeah. yeah. fascinating stuff yeah if, if you understand the feast of the lord as being prophetic as well right you get the same sort of type of chronology yeah my brother and, is gonna love everything you just said because he's so <laughs> mid-trib it's just scary yeah it's so great yeah and so you have to be, you know, we, we have to be respectful of everybody's position. Absolutely. But what we want to do is prepare Christians for if it doesn't happen when you think it's going to happen, right. don't lose faith. Exactly. Exactly. Because what's going to happen if you're not, if people aren't correct on a pre-trib, then they're, they're going to be out there so far on a limb that we're going to christians are going to lose absolute credibility yeah. and then you get that prophecy coming into play about first first peter they've been saying since the beginning of time that he's going right. to come and and he has and yeah. and and because that credibility is going to be shot when antichrist comes along with his counterfeit armageddon the revelation yeah. 9 war revelation 1 2 ezekiel 38 and 39 and takes credit for it, then moves his armies into Jerusalem, as the book of Luke and Daniel 11 talks about, that's when he does the abomination, and it's going to deceive the elect if that were possible. If that were possible. And, and uh, it is possible. Because so, well, What do you think that it. is? What do you think? Because I was just speaking to the, about that with my brother. Yeah. He was yeah. wanting me to ask you about that, where it says that to deceive the elect if it were possible now, one of the pastors we watch uh, says there's no way you're ever going to be fooled. There's no way you're ever going to be deceived because you have the Holy Spirit and blah, blah, blah. Well, people get deceived. And it doesn't mean yes. that they're not going to go to heaven, but it yep. means that they're deceived. Yeah. And so, I mean, exactly. You know, yeah. So what must take place is going to take place. Right. And it's part of the great delusion. Yeah. Part That's of right. the, the power that Satan is going to gift into Antichrist and all of the people on earth acting against followers of God and Jesus um, to deceive as many people as possible. 
Yeah, because there's going to be great power given to him. I mean, he's going to is is false prophet. They're going to do miracles, um, and through the transhuman thing with the yeah. chip and everything, you're going to have godlike powers. You're going to live 200 yeah. years. I mean, there's, there's going to be such a uh, a, a uh, temptation, or people are going to run to take the mark because it's going to give you godlike powers. But yeah, yeah, yeah. it's going to be it's amazing though. Yeah. So again, I mean, we don't want to, you know, offend people who are of different position. I, I, I recognize yeah, yeah. that, but um, I, you know, I just have a, a sort of a discipline that I try and hold to. And what it allows me to do is make small adjustments if I need to, because I'm right. not caught on a preconceived conclusion. Yes. I want I want my research and my understanding of scripture to always support itself without apologizing for it, making things right. up, doing whatever to, to, to make it work. Um, and what I find is when I get challenged on my position and whatever position that they are, and there's a lot of different positions oh, in yeah. terms of, of, of prophecy out there, uh, they'll say, well, what do you think of this? And I'll answer that. And then they'll say, well, what do you think of this? And then I'll present everything, why that's not quite right or a little out of order or whatever. Right, and then it's, right. it's this, this always this continuous chase the rabbit argument. They never right. come back and say, okay, well, you're right. I can't answer that. It's just, well, okay, if you're so smart, can you answer this? And then you right, right. Just, they just keep going. And so I'll do that for a while. And at a certain point in time, I'll go, hey, look. Yeah. You see the trend here. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's something called cognitive dissonance where it can never be altered. But uh, I think uh, I like to believe that if I'm wrong, I want to be fluid. I don't want to yeah. be set in stone. I mean, I, if, if the Holy Spirit reveals something to me, I want to be able to adapt and change to what he's leading me to to uh, yep. perceive. Yeah, yeah. So, but um, but my, my best sort of advice for people is is if you want to take rid of the conflicts or contradictions that people yeah. always get stuck in with prophecy uh, and which leads them to doing and saying things in terms of those conclusions that they're just setting them themselves up for a fall is put everything around what Jesus said. It's just yeah. so simple. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so simple. It, I, and and I have, I have a, 10 point bullet points that I use for my guideline on prophecy. If people want it, I'll right. send it to you. It's not going to give you every prop. It's just going to say, here's the things that you need to be considering on every prophetic passage. And it has to fit. It can never have conflict. State your or you website. have to have it a look. State your Genesis website. Sixconspiracy.com www.genesis6conspiracy.com so yes. name of my book and .com great wow this is amazing <laughs> you know we were talking about doing a uh, a uh, show on uh what what do people to do for after when you're left behind after rapture rose survival map we we're going to do a show on that uh yeah so uh but this yes, is not I, every christian is going to get raptured i know well, they're not really a Christian if they're not going to get raptured, but they will become one. But yeah, 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 they haven't no. quite passed the uh, the testing yet, and yeah. they'll have to. It doesn't mean that you won't be saved. You're right. just going to be baptized or rebaptized through fire, which is yeah. the great tribulation of the last three and a half years. 
Yeah. So everyone out there, man, if you get a chance, like to look into it, you know, it's so important to, to make that decision before you can reserve, reserve your seat. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. RSVP baby. That's right. (laughs) Thank you so much. I cannot wait for your book to come out. When do you think it might come out? Well, I'm, um, over halfway through the proofread. Cool. Um, so, uh, and of course, that's, you know, everything in what I do always takes longer than I think yeah. it might. So, um, hopefully, I'm trying to get that proofread done by the end of the year so I can get it into the uh, publisher's hands and get it into yes. the queue for publishing. So, right. you know, it will be out next year because I, I've, I've right. finished with the 84 chapters. So it's wow. less wow. than the 98 chapters I did in the first book, which I <laughs> promised would be shorter. Uh, well, we'll have, to have, is... you, we have to have you on when, when that book is published. And sure. some other times. Absolutely. I just yeah. love when you come on your, your knowledge is so immense and it's so incredible. And people really need to understand the history they've been taught all their life is, is yeah. just, nothing it's almost nothing it's completely fabricated you know yeah. so uh it's yeah we love well it is you. because you know what happens is is you know once you start to get it right i mean if somebody says that well the first three and a half years already took place then you just you know all you do is just so go to okay well i'm just going to show you the passages in daniel 11 right. Exactly. Uh, I think about verses 20 through about 40. Here's the rise of Antichrist, right. the, what happens before the midpoint, and yeah. then the abomination. So yeah. don't tell me that those those events didn't happen from an well, Old Testament perspective. People say, oh, yeah, well, Jesus came years ago. I mean, the rapture happened 100 years ago. Yeah, and with the tribulation yeah. already happened. And like, yeah, out of your mind. Yeah. But once again, yeah, be- it's the light of scripture. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. It doesn't stand up to the other passages, and if it doesn't fit, yes, it's it's not quite right. You may not be a hundred. You won't be a hundred percent wrong, but you you know you want to get closer to understanding ending that chronology. So once you understand how to match up Revelation with what Jesus said, you'll very quickly understand that up to the so let's say to Revelation fourteen to about verse eight or nine is the first three and a half year sequence for the most part, although the seals could be argued being just a little bit before um, or after the last after. seven years or just after. Yeah. You could make yeah, yeah. both of those arguments, yeah. uh, but that's, that's the midpoint. And then you get a summary of the last three and a half years in the rest of revelation 14. And you know, it's, a cutoff point because you have the gospel being preached for the last time by the angel in the sky. Oh, right, right, right. The 144,000, I just want to bring that up. Those those are 144,000 Jewish people. Yes, first son. They're preaching. Yeah, it's like amazing. It's so amazing. (laughs) I love that so much. It's so cool. Yeah. So cool. So, well, please. And then you get all the details of that summary afterwards in in the following through, you know, chapter 19. Child, the, the Bible is alive, everyone. It's alive. The book is alive. Pick one up. Open it up. You just, just say, okay, talk to me. You know, like, yeah. what, do you, what do you have to lose? You know, there's no other book in the world that's alive like this. So <laughs> just let it, let it read. Let it define yes. itself. Let it yes. fall into place. Don't force feed it into anything right. because that's where people get into trouble. And uh, we have a bad reputation in Christianity of either ignoring prophecy 
are getting yeah. it so wrong. We're predicting yeah. the date. Um, yeah. Those those may be more Next cultists, week. but four <laughs> thirty. Yeah. Watch out for four thirty. No, it's it's about also asking the Holy Spirit to open the eyes of your heart when you read it. That's what I do every time I read it. Oh, it's okay. Yeah. Show me something. Show me. Here I am. I'm ready to eat. Yeah. yeah so please, thank you so much for coming on. Please stay state your uh, uh, website again for everybody. Yes, it's the uh, Genesis 6 Conspiracy with the number 6, genesis6conspiracy.com. That'll be the same website I market my second book off of as well. So on that website, you get a generous excerpt of all 98 chapters. But if you think that is all of the book, not even one percent that's uh there's just so much information in the book and if you wanted to buy a copy of that book you can get a signed copy by hitting buy now and get it from me or you can also connect over to barnesandnoble.com amazon.com amazon.ca and or over to kindle to get the digital version and if you're in canada there's a page for canada if you're in the u.s there's a page for the u.s if you're overseas from north america then there's an overseas page as well so lots of ways to get a hold of the book and if you want to get a hold of me there's a contact the author icon that is linked into uh, my website and email address it may take me a month to get back to you but I will get back to you. <laughs> wow. Thank you so much. Thank you. I really deeply appreciate it. And I uh, look forward to having you back on next time. Thank you. All right, brother. God bless you, man. I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Okay. Round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, only by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.